Welcome back to Upfront the Podcast with me, Katie Hannan. On Monday night's programme, we were joined in studio by Sahar and Raya, a Palestinian and an Israeli who have settled in Ireland. They told us about the suffering their friends and loved ones had been experiencing since the latest conflict between Israel and Hamas broke out last weekend. So on this week's podcast, we wanted to explore that conflict further. Dublin-born writer Colin McCann has made many trips to the region to research his Booker Prize long-listed novel, A Paragon, which was based on the experiences of two men who have lost daughters in the conflict, one a Palestinian, the other an Israeli. Okay, so the reason we're talking to you this week is uh, because you have thought about and visited and written about uh, this conflict that has blown up on us this week. Can you talk to me first, just in case you, people aren't familiar with the theme of that book, what it was based on? So uh, A Paragon is a novel set in uh, Israel and Palestine about an Israeli father and a Palestinian father who both lose their daughters in these moments of acute grief. And they really live in the country of grief uh, and they become the best of friends and they travel around the world. These are real life characters. Uh, they travel around the world and they tell their story in order to, um, so in some way, keep their daughters alive, but also uh, to get people to be aware of what's happening and, and has been happening for 50 years and longer uh, in that part of the world. Extraordinary men, uh, Rami and uh, Bassam, who are the best of friends. And the first piece, people I called uh, last Saturday when uh, this news uh, erupted. How are they? Hmm. They are heartbroken. They're angry. Uh, they have a sense of inevitability. They could feel something was coming. Um, but mostly they're just, uh, you know, devastated uh, by what's happening and, 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 and um, you know, watching it unfold. Uh, you know, they, they, they have several different ideas, but, but, but it all comes back to the fact that they, they find it a slur against um, their own people in, 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 in so many ways. Um, and um, they're very strong. Uh, and they have sons and they have daughters and they have grandchildren, uh, uh, in fact, as well. Uh, they haven't yet personally been immediately affected, but uh, one is living in, 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 in uh, Jericho, the other in Jerusalem. Um, but, I mean, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's stunning beyond belief uh, for them and for everyone else. And, um, but they told me something amazing that, you know, they, 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 they said that they felt that, um, you know, this war would end, that it, war in itself as an idea, uh, the inevitability of it stopping. And then I, I thought, well, that can't be true. But then I thought about myself and I thought about uh, Northern Ireland when I was 16. I, I never thought that we'd have 25 years of peace, even if it's shaky um, at the moment. And who would have thought, who could have dreamed that there would be an Israeli embassy in uh, Berlin and a German embassy in Tel Aviv 20 years after the Holocaust. So the thing is that the impossible happens and that, that the word possible is embedded within the impossible. So one of the things that Rami and Bassam talk about um, is that this will, 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 will uh, eventually stop. But the occupation, both of them feel this way, the Israeli and the Palestinian both feel that the occupation has to stop in order for any movement to come about. They won't talk to you about one state or two states or a confederation or a federation. 
until the occupation ends, that's the only uh, that's the only way that they feel that they can get out of it. These are mild mannered uh, and very beautiful men. But that doesn't mean that they don't have anger. Bassam spent seven years in prison. Uh, Rami talks about being in the prison of, of, of hatred himself until he realized that the Palestinians were, were, were human. And it wasn't until he was in his 40s and he'd lost his daughter that he realized that. It's, it's, it's extraordinary stuff. I think as Irish people, we come to this with a particular perspective. We come to this Middle East conflict and consider it and engage with it in a way that maybe... Uh, people who don't have what we've had or had up the road for 30 years would do. How did you come to it in the first place? Uh, How how did you get drawn into wanting to write about it? Well, I think you're entirely right. I mean, uh, my mum's from Derry, my dad's from Dublin. I grew up in Dublin. uh, But I remember my summers up north and going through the checkpoints. I remember cars being pulled over. I remember all sorts of things happening in my uh, extended family. Um, and, uh, you know, we are in a unique position and I think we do understand quite deeply uh, what's going on, not least the idea um, of occupation and certainly the idea of grief. And again, where the power comes from uh, and in Northern Ireland, the power, uh, you know, so much of what came about through peace came from the coalition of women and ordinary people uh, saying this is we we have enough. Yes, you had George Mitchell and others come in to help broker a peace, but the peace came from underneath. um, And we can recognize that. um, And I went to um, Israel and Palestine um, seven years ago. And I just went on a fact finding mission for um, a nonprofit that that, that I co-founded. Uh, called Narrative Four and a group of artists and activists. We went on a bus and we went around for two weeks and it was it was amazing, Katie. I mean, uh, we met Palestinian rap stars. We met uh, Israeli settlers, politicians, artists, all sorts of people. On my second to last day, I walk into this and I, I kept myself together. I thought, oh, yeah, Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland. Um, on the second to last day, walk into this um, office block and two men are sitting at a table. I think, OK, they're going to tell their stories. But within half an hour, I was in floods of tears when they told me about um, what had happened to them. And they came to me and they said, I hope you use the force of your grief as a, 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 as, as a weapon. And it, and, and, and it kept coming back to me. And I, I went back and I live in New York. So um, I went back to New York and I thought, ah, I live in New York. I'm Irish, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s. Um, and, you know, what right do I have to, to, to even think about writing about them? And I started trying to write about other things, but always, always I came back to them. And then I went to them <clears throat> and I, I came over to, to, to the West Bank again. I met them in the West Bank where Rami wasn't supposed to be because he's an, an, an Israeli. And I sat down with him. I said, listen, guys, do you mind? Can I write about you? And they're like, yeah. And I said, oh, hold on a second, <laughs> because you know what? I'm a novelist. I make stuff up. And they said, yeah, I don't care. And then I said, why? They said, well, even if you capture the smallest part of our story, you will have to- done something good because the worst has happened to us. Nothing worse can happen to us than to, ha- to, 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 to lose our daughters. And if you can capture some of that, you will have done what Rami would have called a mitzvah, which is a good, you know, a good thing in the world. Um, and then I began to, 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 to spend time with these men walking through checkpoints on Rami's motorbike, going around the West Bank, going around Israel. Did you come to it at that point? Did you think you knew a lot about it before you, you started to do the deep dive there that you're talking about with, with, with those two men? Did you come to thinking you knew, knew things and d- 
did did your 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 opinions on it get challenged? My opinions certainly got challenged. Um, but 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 here's the deal. What I know now is that I still don't know. Um, and I think that's probably amongst my favorite words at this stage um, to respond to a question with them that I don't know. Um, I'm still not certain about uh, about, uh, you know, Northern Ireland, uh, even though, you know, I've, I've spent most of my life in, in, in a shadow of one sort or the other. Uh, but I was confused um, by uh, what was happening over there. I'm still confused. Um, I can tell you certain things. I know I know certain things, but I'm no expert. Um, but I am an expert in 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 in, in uh, what Rami and Bassam went through and the issues of the human heart and 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 these nebulous, supposedly nebulous or ineffable things is a better word: love, pride, pity, sacrifice, violence, compassion. All of these things uh, that are part of their story. Let's take a breather and do a question, an upfront question. A number between one and fifteen. Seven. Oh, that's a good one for you. One book you think everyone should read? Ulysses. Yeah, I read you, about you reading Ulysses and how it informed your view entirely almost of how what Dublin was like right. at that time. Yeah, it's brilliant because, you know, <clears throat> my grandfather was alive um, at that stage and my great grandfather would have been the same age as Leopold Bloom. Now, I never met my great grandfather and I only met my grandfather one time. But by reading Ulysses, uh, it's almost like I know my grandfather and my great grandfather in a deeper and more profound way. So this act of the imagination by James Joyce actually becomes real um, and it puts a map down on on Dublin for me so I can recognize my granddad there. And I think that's an extraordinary thing. I also think it's a very funny book. Sure, it's a difficult book and it took me ages to read it. And I didn't really read it. I was I lied about it for, for a long time. I didn't really say, read it so you are one of the few people who aren't lying, are you? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I've actually, you know, I, I, I read it on a regular. Uh, I, but I, it was a hospital visit. I got stuck in a hospital for a little while. And, 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 and um, you know, I read it all, all the way through and I just thought it was extraordinary. And I have all, so many stories about Ulysses. It's a book that I um, that I adore and I think everyone should read. Let's go back uh, to the Middle East. What happened in recent days? Because I, I know you were, I mean, obviously, your book got rave reviews and, and uh, you know, lauded all over the world. Bono, I think, said it was one of the greatest books he, ha- he had read. Um, but there was some criticism. And I read a, a, a very uh, critical review by a Palestinian writer who felt that you were, by by finding, telling the true story of these two men that you were actually telling a bigger lie and that you were equating the pain on both sides and you were not really building into that story the massive power imbalance between the Israeli and Palestinian sides in that conflict. Yeah, I mean, I get, I get it. She has perfect right to, um, to, 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 to say what she said. And um, she accused me of being um, colonial as well and having a co- colonial mentality, which was, I found uh, a, a little ironic. But, you know, good on. We've got to bring this stuff out in, in, into the world. And um, sometimes a, a, an intelligently written uh, bad review, which that one was, um, can, can actually be good for a book because it gets people sparking. And this is the reason we tell stories, because we want to extend those stories in an paragonal way. The, the word a paragon means a shape with a countably infinite number of sides. And um, also Nabokov at once said, um, you know, you, you need at least one good uh 
prominent bad review uh, unless uh, and the rest on, then the rest of them are, are are rubbish or pablum he said um so one good prominent bad review always always works get getting back to the 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 point of that though the the equivocation of the two the two uh, sides in the conflict and the fact that you are dealing with uh you know we're still dealing with the 1940s basically uh, and the aftermath of that what happened in recent days because i think in, in ireland there has been you know you see palestinian flags a lot palestinian scarves you you know that there has been a sort of a feeling that you know this is the side to be on i think what has happened in the last few days uh, has really shocked a lot of people Look, I would like everyone to just for a moment do something very simple and take the word Israel and uh, uh, Israeli and swap it for Palestinian um, and imagine, you know, the same thing happening on, on, on both sides. And would you feel the same way? I had a friend of mine tell me yesterday, um, uh, you know, this was a prison break. And what do you think happens in a prison break? You know, um, if you had a, pr- a breakout from 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 Mountjoy, uh, you know, what sort of anger would, would would happen? A lot of people compare Gaza to being um, an open air prison. I think that's quite true. Uh, but they have three jailers. They had, uh, you know, the Egyptians as a jailer, the Israelis as a jailer and a Hamas as a, as, as a jailer. And not every Palestinian, um, you know, is a supporter of Hamas, just like not every Irish person was a supporter of the IRA. And we hated getting tired with that uh, with, with that brush. And so think about these things because they're messy. We had um, a Palestinian, a, a very impressive young woman, a Palestinian student who has only been in Ireland for a month, uh, came here from Gaza. All her family and friends obviously are still back there. And she was obviously very uh, terrified, really, for, for what was happening there and what might happen to them. And uh, she was on our programme on Upfront on Monday night. And she, I did ask her what, you know, was there support for what we had seen play out over the previous uh, few days? What Hamas had done uh, once they, you know, breached, breached the wall, breached the border. And uh, she, she, she wasn't really willing to engage with that. You know, there was no, there was no sense of no, there was no sense that we're all horrified, um, which I think shocked a lot of our viewers for sure. So it's very difficult from this remove. And also we've had the Palestinian ambassador to Ireland who has been in the media here. And again, absolutely not in any way uh, being critical of the actions of Hamas uh, and the, you know, what what they've done there. It's a, it's a very difficult moment for a lot of people who, who would instinctively be on the side of what they would see as the occupied people there. Um but are really, really shocked by what Hamas has done. Yeah, I mean, uh, of the young Palestinians that I that 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 I've talked to, um, they've said, "Look, we don't have a life," and so um, you know, and uh, so I'm prepared to lose it because uh, you know it it will bring about uh, bring about something else. But they they don't feel uh, that they'd be given opportunity um, to 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 a life, and this stuff is all. Uh, you know, very, very, very complicated, and we have to give great grace uh, and and time to the opinions. Time will tell us, uh, you know, what 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 is what has gone on here. I mean, I think it's <clears throat> it's horrific. 
Um, and, and I think it should be condemned. But then, OK, so why is it wrong? And what happened to, 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 to make this occur? This doesn't, didn't just spring out of nowhere. And where, where is the depth of the wrong? And, and where does it go back to? OK, you can tumble back all the way back into history. But I think we also must look at ourselves. And I think that we, the outsiders, um, you know, we in Ireland, we in America in particular, uh, have um, sort, sort of to look at ourselves and think, did we say the right things? Did we allow this to happen? You know, think about how much American money goes into goes into the area. And, um, you know, we're all saying, oh, this is <clears throat> coming from one place, but it might have come, come from ourselves uh, as well. Did we speak up? Did we say anything? You know, um, and, um, you know, this, it's, a, it's, it's a terribly difficult thing to talk about, because no matter what you say, uh, what, some side or other uh, um, is, is, is going to get upset. I have no language for it, but I will say this, that I have to say something anyway, even if I have no language. This is why the, your friends that you wrote about that are still your friends, that they're s- such exceptional people, really, though, because, I mean, as I say, the, the, the young Palestinian students that I, I was referring to there, she was, you know, in her early 20s and she used the phrase, you know, I am six wars old. And uh, it really is, is so telling what if you subject uh, people to that level of brutality, that level of oppression, you know, for all of their lives and for a generation on, on a generational level as well, of course, that it hardens people to su- such a degree. It's, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's frightening. You know, what Rami and Bassam say they say, look, we don't have to love each other. We don't have to even like each other, but we must we must we must understand one another because if we don't understand another we'll 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 we'll, we'll end up uh, six feet in the ground still arguing about this stuff a lot of it comes back to education a lot of it comes back to what happens in our schools and not just schools in gaza west bank israel but schools elsewhere too uh, and our engagement uh, with 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 what's going on because like it or not um jerusalem uh, and you know israel and that whole area the holy land if you want to call it um it's at the meeting point of four continents and four major religions. And everyone goes to, to, to Jerusalem in a way. Everyone is involved in this story. Um, and that's why I think it becomes a cipher for so many other stories. You go up to Belfast and you see the, you know, the, the Star of David flying and the Palestinian flags flying on, on an opposite estate. Um, and it matters to people. Um, and so I think we have a duty to understand uh, where, where all of this um, is, is, is coming from. And we, yeah, we have to listen, but we also have to examine ourselves because we're part of the story. Um, OK, give us another number between one and 15. OK, um, n- a number between one and 15, 1.0001. Uh, I'll take that as a one. <laughs> uh, and the number one here is what was the last thing that kept you up at night? What was the last thing that kept me? Oh, this, this, uh, <clears throat> and those images on 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 the TV. Um, it kept me up um, all night. And the those young people, they were alarmingly young, um, and it was just all the all the all the images at, uh, at once. Did it deepen your pessimism for? Because there have been so many times, even you know, in our lifetimes where it looked like we were edging close to something, that there was a deal, you know, there to be grasped. You know, it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting thing to, to think about. Um, you know, um, is, does it deepen my pessimism? Yes. 
but does it increase my my, my availability of optimism? Yes. Uh, there's an interesting construction. Gramsci, the Italian social scientist, talks about it being um, a, a pessimist of the intellect or a pessimist of reality and an optimist of the will. In other words, yes, the world is dark. Yes, we can see and be pessimists about everything that's going on. But so what? That's no great revelation to say the world is dark and broken and all these things. We all know that. Um, our duty is to have an optimism of the will, to think somehow some way we're going to get 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 away from this and 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 i do think um that we that, that we will i don't know I, I don't think it'll be in my lifetime um rami and basam they pray they think it's not going to be in their son's lifetime but they pray that it will be in their grandson's um lifetime do you think there is enough of people like them like how is that not the problem here is that they, they are unfortunately quite exceptional and extraordinary yeah but I think there's a lot of people out there uh, who don't get a chance to have their story told. You know, there's this um, ancient French phrase that uh, happiness has, has a pale ink. In other words, when you write about something happy, it hits the page and you can't see it. You know, it's only darkness that hits the page. And, 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 and so it's difficult to talk about friendship. It's difficult to write about love. It's difficult to write about all these things. Um, but it is also a, a necessity. I think there's loads of people out there I think, in fact, the vast majority of people out there uh, can understand the tensions and the compl com complexities and, uh, and things that are going on and that it's deeply, deeply, deeply sad. OK, one last upfront question. Give me another number. I know you seem to be very against giving me numbers. 14.999999. The best piece of advice you've ever been given? I mean, <clears throat> I've had um, advice given to me uh, by great people, uh, you know, down through the years. Uh, I always think um, to, 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 to my father, Sean McCann, who was a newspaper editor um, in Dublin, and he said, just just give them the ability to listen, learn how to listen and you will you'll be able to do your job properly. Um, tell me a bit about yourself. Uh, first of all, you have another book coming out. I do. Uh, in, in, in American February. Mother. Yeah, I can't wait for it to come out. Actually, it's, um, it's a, a story that I did in, in conjunction with Diane Foley, who's the mother of James Foley. Uh, who was the journalist who was killed in 2014 um, in Syria. And um, Diane and I went down to the prison cell where uh, Jim's killer was being held in Virginia. He's the British citizen who was called one of the Beatles, uh, infamously called one of the Beatles. And, and, and um, we got to spend initially two days talking to her son's killer. And then six months later, one day, uh, with him. And um, it was one of the most extraordinary times of my life. And is it a novel as well? No, no. no this is this my is... first piece of uh, actual nonfiction. Um, even though I, I mess a lot with fiction and nonfiction, like what's true, what's not true. I think this is the 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 the, the theme of our, our times, the truth. Although I think increasingly, Katie, it's um, the theme is going to be repair. Um, and how do we repair this brokenness that 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 we're all and and these young people who have had this epidemic of loneliness and isolation? Uh, how do we repair? I think we repair it through um, storytelling. I said that already, but I have that um, nonprofit group uh, based in 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 Limerick called Narrative Four, but we're also all around the world. Yeah, explain that to me because that's really really important work you're doing. Oh, that's great. It's great work. I loved I I, I love doing it. It's a bigger 
part of my life than, 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 than almost the bigger part than books now. Um, we get young people together uh, to tell one another stories. It is sort of a leap of radical empathy. Um, and uh, they step into someone else's world. And then that, that this leads to action on the ground, action and change. And this is, you know, a philosophy of mine is that stories lead to change, lead to action, lead to change. Um, and, uh, you know, we're in two thirds of the um, schools now uh, in Ireland where you, and these young people get a chance to 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 listen to one another's stories. And I just think, you know, if the world is built of molecules, which it is, you know, or atoms or whatever, uh, it's also built uh, built on stories and storytelling. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic initiative. OK, Colm, I'm going to give us our last uh, quick fire questions. Are All you right. ready for this? Uh, the last meal before you die. Oh, terrible cliche, but a pint of Guinness, please. Salty or sweet? Salty. Uh, Favourite holiday? Oh, back when I was a kid, Ballybunion. Spent my teenage years serving people chips and yeah. eggs in Ballybunion. Uh, uh, would you read a book or scroll a timeline before bed? Oh, read a book. Uh, have you decided what age you want to retire at? It's a great question. I mean, I can't give a, a, um, a snap answer to that. Because, you know, I shouldn't ever retire, but I, uh, but 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 I might do. But maybe 86. OK, I was only supposed to do five questions, but I do want to ask this last one. Do you believe in God? Yes. Yes, I believe I believe our influence enters the air. Uh, but when we live and especially when we die, and that's a form of godliness. Um, and so it's a complicated notion. I don't think of it like, like a man with a big white beard sitting up there playing his harp. It's not that for me, but it's about spirit. I think it's uh, about goodness, um, about decency. It's about respect. It's about all those things that we wish we were sharing, uh, you know, in Israel and Palestine and in Ireland and and, and, and Ukraine and everywhere else these days. Um, a certain amount of uh, uh, respect and godliness that you want to enter enter into the world. On that profound note, Colm, Thanks so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so, so much. And that was Colm McCann. Thanks for listening to Upfront, the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can message us on social media at RTE Upfront or via WhatsApp. Our WhatsApp number is 087 677 And don't forget to tune in to Upfront on Monday evening at 10.35 on RTE One and on the RTE Player. And I'll speak to you then. Bye.